Yeah, welcome, listener. Here we are, back for another episode of Coco Indulge. We're, we're real people, and we offer real reviews. So we're not in the pockets of the big corporations. Although we'd like to be. <laughs> well, yes, true. We have no vested interest other than for you, listener. I'm not Coco. And I'm not Dolph. And tell me, Coco, what are we watching? Now, see, you're looking at my hair again. What's... <laughs> well, when you said that, now I'm going to look at your hair, but oh. I don't know, it looks oh. fine. So what are we talking about in this episode of the podcast, Coco? Today, we are reviewing The Mandalorian, Season 2, Episode 3, Chapter 11, The Heiress. The hairiest. <laughs> I think you've already made that joke. Yeah, I did. But that was just to you. <laughs> Not on the air. Not on the air. So in this episode, the Mandalorian is still looking for the Jedi to reunite Baby Yoda with, but he and the Frog Lady finally get to where she needs to go to meet up with her husband to mm-hmm. get her legs fertilized. If you didn't listen to our review of season two, episode two of The Mandalorian, mm-hmm. do that because now that what I just said will make more sense. Right. So Mando is able to reunite Frog Lady and her husband, but of course, trouble finds Mando. He actually ends what? up meeting up with three other Mandalorians who say, we will help you find the Jedi if you help us with this thing that we want to do. Um, they were the it, pastel Mando- Mandalorians, though. The because they had like pastel colors on their armor. Oh, okay. Yeah. I yeah. The pastel faction. So they uh, they want to re-take over control of their home planet. So what he has to help them with involves that. And at the end, everybody succeeds. <laughs> he is told uh, by the main Mandalorian, whose name is Bo-Katan, uh, to go to some other planet whose name escapes me right now mm-hmm. and to meet up with Ahsoka Tano. Tell Ahsoka Tano that Bo-Katan sent him and uh, she can help him. And so that's where we leave off. Mando's ship has been sort of fixed from the hijinks of last week, <laughs> but he's still kind of in a space hoopty. And he and Baby Yoda... <laughs> What's a hoopty? <laughs> It's like a jalopy. Oh, okay. And he and baby. It's a great word. Hoopty. <laughs> Actually, uh, space hoopty is a term from Homeboys in Outer Space, which was a short-lived sitcom on like what? <laughs> yeah, from like the early two thousands or late nineties. Okay, listener, this is a lot of depth here. That you you had no idea you were getting into space hoopty when you clicked on this podcast. <laughs> I'm reviving space hoopty twenty years after. I might get that as a tattoo. Oh, oh, please. Yeah. Can I get that for you for Christmas? Yeah. <laughs> Hoopty. So Canadian Hoopty. Mando and Baby Yoda drive off in the space Hoopty in search of Ahsoka Tano. And so uh, here's that was a great job, Coco. Thank you. I can summarize the first three episodes. Are you ready? <laughs> Including this one. Yeah, I know. Mando and needs to get Baby Yoda somewhere. He can't do it unless he strikes a bargain with third party. Third party uh, lives up to the bargain, and then they move on to the next episode because yeah, that's, that's essentially these are these are like cookie cutters these episodes are the exact same only different situations so the first one yeah. was we need to um kill the, the crate dragon with the huge worm guy yeah from the underneath the ground eating everybody can you can you just help us there mando and then we'll get you to the next step oh okay and then good and then the next one is okay can you deliver the frog lady to frog planet so she can be with frog daddy and then did it and then now it's like 
man, pastel Mandalorians are like, if you only help us do this one thing, then we'll tell you what we need to tell you. And then they did it. So now like we're in three consecutive episodes. The exact same thing has happened. Just all the situations have changed. So, so I'm disappointed. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, so this is leading into your review of this episode. I, like, they got to mix it up, don't you? Are, <laughs> like, I know you're a huge fan here, but is, is it not just like a cookie cutter to you here? Or? It, it is. I, I think this season would be a lot better if they would have cut the first episode off it. Mm-hmm. And then the second episode would have been the season premiere and this episode would have been the second episode. Mm-hmm. It feels like they are actually getting closer to when they are going to meet the Jedi. Does it, though? It It does. Especially because now, like, so, uh, listener, I have not watched The Clone Wars, but Ahsoka Tano is Anakin Skywalker's uh, Padawan, Mm -hmm. so... Of course. Yeah. So, uh, you know, so he's basically meeting a Jedi Mm -hmm. if he's able to find Ahsoka Tano, Mm -hmm. which allegedly is going to be in the next episode. Halfway through the season, he might finally have completed his quest to reunite Baby Yoda with the Jedi. I don't know how to make this more clear, John Favreau, but more Gina Carano, more <laughs> Carl Weathers. We haven't seen them yet in the first three episodes, and I'm missing them large time. Like they were, they were essential to me enjoying the first run in that first season because I liked the chemistry, and they all and it all felt like kind of like a in the ways that the original Star Wars was appealing and you had all these groups of people and they were all bickering but they loved each other and you know they had their various different backgrounds and 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 differences and everything like that but they still banded together in the end and defeated the like that was the essential thing to me in the first Star Wars and and the Empire Strikes Back as well um and we're not getting this at all. It's just like a one-man journey. Now, I understand that's what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be a lone gunman mm-hmm. on a mission, and that's why the music is always like, boom, boom, you know, like, <laughs> na, 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 na. You know, like, you expect that kind of vibe to it. I get it. But the appealing part of the first series to me, first season to me, was this family getting together, you know, a quote-unquote family of misfits banding together to get, to get the mission solved. And I'm just not... I'm not vibing that right now. Wow. Wow. Well, what do you think, though? So I, this is probably my favorite episode so far of the season. Oh, yeah? Which isn't saying a lot, obviously, because we're only three in. Right. And the first one just started off with such a dud. Right. Um, but the quality, I think, like, has gone up in mm-hmm. each of the three episodes. And it does feel like we are actually getting closer to what he's trying to do like it feels like this episode was the most in service of the overall storyline oh, yeah. yeah of the season i could see that than the other two were so yeah i think i i enjoyed it like i'm really happy that we might finally actually have a payoff next episode right. because i don't know how much longer i can keep being cock-blocked on on the like finding the Jedi storyline, but well, we just keep getting teased that there's more coming, and then right. when we get through that episode, it's like, yeah, I, I don't, I'm not having any clearer image here of where he's going. Yeah, totally. I understand. Like, Baby Yoda's hungry. Uh-huh. I get it. Is you know, you got to nail everything down, or he's going to eat it, mm-hmm. and or uh, you know, creatures that are foes or friends are not are all fair game mm-hmm. from the the scarf monster that is baby yoda <laughs> um and i get it that mandalorian guy is reluctant to go on in these bargains but he always goes in on them anyway mm-hmm. like they're just i'm i'm getting a little frustrated like i said gina carano and carl weathers episode four they got to show up soon because 
I'm, I'm missing them. <laughs> well, there's also a promise for more excitement in the future because Moff Gideon, uh, John Carlo Esposito, did show up for a brief shining moment. Uh, mm-hmm. And apparently the uh, Katie Sackhoff character, Bo-Katan, she somehow, in order to take back over the planet of Mandalore, she needs his dark saber. Mm-hmm. And so John Carlo Esposito is looks as though he might play a larger role mm-hmm. maybe at the end of this season with the whole Darksaber thing coming in. So it it feels like the first three episodes of this season have set up the end of this season. So hopefully the last four or five episodes, there is a really big payoff. Like, okay, you put in your time for these first three episodes. <laughs> so now we're really going to blow it out. And the good news about this episode also is that it was only like 36 minutes right. long. Yeah. Like it flew by. Yeah. Like it wasn't draggy at all. Like it really held my interest. Like even the storylines that, so Mando ends up meeting the three other Mandalorians when the pastel Mandalorians, he, uh, I'm not going to call them that. He, <laughs> he trusts somebody to take him to another Mandalorian, but it turns out he shouldn't have trusted that person. And he gets trapped in a cage with like a man-eating sea creature mm-hmm. and the other Mandalorians come to save him. Mm-hmm. And that's how he meets up with them. And that could have been, that's another storyline that's not going anywhere, but it was very brief. Mm-hmm. We didn't spend 20 minutes on the ship before he got thrown in the cage with the man-eating creature. So it could have gone off into somewhere, but they cut it off very quickly. So um, There's also a common theme here in these, at least the last two episodes that I can see, is that we just... It's hard to believe, but every time Mandalorian and the baby Yoda are in a tight grind, at the last right. second, somebody comes along and saves them. So the right. pastel like the, Mandalorians and then the, the X-Wing, guys. X-Wing guys in yeah. the cave when the spiders looked like they were closing in. And yeah. I'm sure there was one in the first episode that I can't remember. But like it's, it's it's to me, it's really frustrating because I'm seeing the same high watermarks in each in each episode you know like Mm -hmm. they're just changing the scenery and changing the characters but the storyline is essentially the same like we still don't know anything about the mandalorian from the beginning of the season like we don't know anything more about him we don't Mm -hmm. know we haven't really seen anything in terms of baby yoda's powers or how he's developing like maybe we're maybe they're saving that for the yo for the when he encounters the jedi when he finally gets there and they take him under his wing or whatever but we're not seeing any character development whatsoever in in these three episodes at least i'm not and i'm not I'm not into the canon like you are, but I'm not seeing anything that's like that's differentiating one episode from the other. I'm not seeing anything that's compelling that's leading me to be more sympathetic about the characters, other than Baby Yoda, you know, looking up at at, at Daddy uh, Mandalorian and sort of like his ears go down and he goes Meh, and like and makes these cute noises and like you know that's that gets a little shallow after a while. I did wonder um, now that you mentioned that it reminds me. This is the second episode where somebody had to save Mando's butt. Mm-hmm. Maybe the third. We can't remember the first episode that clearly. But <laughs> in the first season, he was doing everything himself. Right, right. You know, so I wonder if this is like a counterbalance to the first season where it's like, ah, you know, sometimes it's not good to be a lone wolf. Sometimes, right. yeah. you know, you need you're to. You're vulnerable. Yeah, you're vulnerable. Like, you know, maybe this is sort of like a, you need to find your family, especially because they are kind of playing up like, Mando's having to teach baby Yoda like right from wrong. It's right. like having a child. Yeah. You know, yeah. like you have to like raise that child to be a good 
human being right. <laughs> <laughs> or, or whatever Yoda is. Or Yoda. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. So maybe it's kind of like a family theme this season where, you know, and then the frog lady needs to get her eggs fertilized. So there's like a lot of kind of family mm-hmm. themes going on this season. So maybe this is like a reaction to season one where it was just Mando and the kid. Well, as a parent, I'm looking at this from a parent's perspective, obviously, and I'm seeing that. So Yoda, baby Yoda is essentially looking at Mandalorian as a father figure in some ways. And, Mandalorian guy in the last two is just getting his butt kicked. So that's got to be traumatic for Baby Yoda. Like maybe that affects Baby Yoda down the road somehow and he's got to go to therapy. Or... Maybe that's why Baby Yoda is stress eating all the frog eggs. Right, like, right. Maybe that's Baby Yoda's stress response Like, because yeah. I know that's my stress response. Like, exactly. When, yeah. That's why the cookies disappear when I'm stressed out. It's like, oh, the girl's got 19 hours of homework. What am I going to do? And I'm like, I better have four fudgios. You do that anyways. Well, that's true. When and... you're stressed out, you have eight fudgios as opposed to four. <laughs> Send your fudgios to P.O. Box 479, (laughs) Northeast United States. Um, And the other thing about that, too, is following up on your point, is that in the first episode, it started promisingly in that we saw the scene in the uh, one of the various scenes where he seems like he meets people in cantinas across the universe. <laughs> I want that job. <laughs> I'm just meeting people in bars. He just you know? cozies up and sits down. <laughs> and uh, and all these guys are surrounding him like, you're in trouble now. And then he kills them all with like the special shooter gun thing that goes around and it targets everybody. Like, mm-hmm. And so I thought that was the way it should have been mm-hmm. instead of the Mandalorian waiting for the pastel Mandalorians to save him from the cage of water. Like he's, he's got some sort of cutter thing that could have cut out the, you know, the cage that he was in. So I, I'm, the inconsistency is a little bit weird for me too. So I, I'm waiting to see what episode four brings. <laughs> How many episodes we got? Eight? I think there's eight. Yeah. So we're almost halfway through the season. Yeah. So what would you give this episode if you have nothing else to say about it? I, I would give this one, well, I think the last one I gave half, right? No, last one you gave, I think, one frog egg up. One frog egg. So I would give this one probably one and a quarter frog eggs oh, okay. up because yeah. I think it was better mm-hmm. than the last episode. Um, and and yet we have, again, more recycled. I keep thinking of the more recycled storylines like the, the 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 spaceship that he's flying, which is the Hoopty, he uh, <laughs> homeboys in outer space. It's like it's it's just like the Millennium Falcon all over again, right? Like the Millennium Falcon when we first were introduced to it was a pile of junk, right? <laughs> like you were somebody when when Princess Leia is getting like you taking me in this pile of junk or something like that. So <laughs> the, the running joke was the, the Millennium Falcon throughout that, and so it's just the recycled thing. So we need we need something different. That's if we have different, then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, gonna to give it more than one and one quarter eggs up. Wow. How about you, Coco? What's your rating? So uh, episode one, I gave a C. Episode two, I gave like a B minus. Mm-hmm. This one, I'd give like a solid B. Yeah. It was uh, the, you know, it, it had a good pace. Mm-hmm. It had, uh, it, it, like I said, it felt like it was more in service of the overall yep. storyline of the season than the other two episodes have been so far so and i i like the uh the introduction of uh moff gideon mm-hmm. setting up more storylines later in the season is that and a I, porn name by the way <laughs> it should be <laughs> and i also like there was also i did not include this in my synopsis but the three mandalorians who mando met they took their helmets off mm-hmm. and he was just like wtf mm-hmm. and they said that the I guess, for lack of a better word, sect of Mandalorians that do not take their helmets out. They broke away from, like, the mainstream Mandalorians. Mm-hmm. And 
So I guess there's different competing Mm -hmm. Mandalorian creeds out there about taking the helmet off or not. So that's also a good thing to explore is, you know, this belief system that Mando grew up with, maybe it's not really a thing. And so that's going to set up maybe a lot of like internal um, analysis for him, which is exactly what I know you're looking forward to is Mandalorian psychotherapy. I... (laughs) I can't get enough of the Mandalorian psychotherapy. I I am glad you raised that because that was one of the few things that I thought was interesting and moved the needle a little bit was Mm -hmm. that the fact that we're going to have different philosophies among the same. Like you look at the human race, how many different creeds and cultures and religions. And Mm -hmm. even though we all sort of look the same in a a universe universe kind of way, Uh uh, you know, we're all the kind of the same species. Uh, Within our species, there are all these divisions. And you don't Mm -hmm. see that a lot in... In a show like this, you don't right. like you. You, I always think it's funny when you have the villains, like we did the the guys from the Empire driving the ship, and one guy had an English accent, one guy was American. It's like, how do they have accents in space? <laughs> like, where do the where does this come from? Like, right. How is a guy getting a British accent in the Empire? Like, I don't like I don't understand. So, so I'm glad you raised that because that was one thing to look out for. Was that Maybe there's the, you know, there's the pastel Mandalorians and maybe there's the, you know, the atheist Mandalorians and then all sorts of different aspects. Like that to me is a little bit more fascinating. If we're going to talk about the Mandalorian, Mm -hmm. there's got to be more than just the guy that we're looking at. So that was, that was an interesting point to me. All right. I hope they explore that. So listener, tepid approval from (laughs) Daltz, solid-ish approval from Coco. All right. So we're going in the right direction, though, I think. Yeah, I think so far, if you start this season, if you haven't started it yet, based on what we've seen so far, you could probably just start it right here mm-hmm. and watch the rest of the season. Because the first two episodes, stuff will probably come back from them, but mm-hmm. I don't think you necessarily have to watch them. And you'll be able to follow it, I'm sure, because yeah. it's, it's designed... I think a series like this, I always think of it, maybe this is overthinking it, but... I like to see this as one big, long production. So if there were three of these put together into one movie, mm-hmm. would this be a compelling production, right? right? And I'm looking at it and it's like, no, they don't need to be three. Like a, a, like the first season to me, it could have been one long production mm-hmm. because it, it was that good and the storylines interwoven and everything like that. It seemed like it was a lot more connected and things were more reliant, whereas these are all separate. Yeah. So it, to me, you couldn't make a one movie out of these three episodes. It just wouldn't mm-hmm. It wouldn't make any sense. Whereas I think it, some of the other things that we watched, the first three episodes felt like they could have been one piece, you know, mm-hmm. sit down and watch them all in one. So not really not really feeling it right now, listener, but I think we're if, if episode four has Gina and Carl, then saving the day. <laughs> Can't say it enough. <laughs> so anyway, for another uh, episode of the podcast, listener, thanks for joining us. I'm not Coco. And I'm not Dodds. 